0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Veterans Day, Friday, November 11, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini.
1: And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley, on Thursday, while we were walking through Times Square, leaving the Broadway Museum, we saw a nice little Veterans Day tribute in Times Square outside of the Armed Forces Recruiting Center. So anybody listening who has served uh, in the military, we want to thank you for your service. Yes, indeed and uh, hope that everyone has an opportunity to thank somebody in their life who has done the same. Um, over the weekend, coming up on Sunday on This Week on Broadway, James and Michael will be joined by the great Jan Simpson, as Peter will be out of town, so make sure that you listen to that. Of course, you can hear that hours before anybody else if you head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. Not only can you hear that episode before it gets dropped in the regular feed, but if you are an industrious and really eager theater fan, you can That's actually great. listen in to the live broadcast uh, and communicate. When I host the show, I'm very very bad at remembering to do the chat and, like, pay attention because, like, I'm not used to hosting that show. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not used to hosting that show. I'm, like, trying to make sure I take notes on all the shows that we talk about. James is much better at recognizing the chat than I am. Um, But if you want to get a part of that, again, patreon.com slash broadwayradio. Actually, I mentioned that you and I went to one of the press previews for the Museum of Broadway. True. Um, We will, or is it the Broadway Museum?
1: Museum of
0: Broadway. Museum of Broadway. Okay. Um, We're going to talk about that here at the end of the show. But before we get into that, we wanted to talk about the news and on Thursday morning, something that I know, I think you and I had talked about, and Robbie Rosell and I talked about when we saw 1776 earlier this week. Mm -hmm. Um, We weren't sure when Bob Fosse's Dancing was coming to Broadway, if it would still be coming to Broadway. Spoiler alert! It, it's coming to Broadway. It's doing it. Yeah, uh, it, it is coming to Broadway, beginning on Thursday, March second of two thousand twenty-three, with an opening night of March nineteenth. It will be coming into the Music Box Theater, and this announcement came like twelve or 15, fourteen hours after the uh, closing announcement for yeah. Gabriel Burns Walking with Ghost. Now, that was always going to be a limited run, yes. so it wasn't like they were waiting on that yeah, to not, close for this not announcement. one in, one out. Yeah, no, but I am sure that those releases were timed. Mm-hmm. uh together it's too much of a coincidence for it not to be. Um, of course this is a new production of the dance-centric musical that was previously staged this past spring uh, at the Old Globe theater in San Diego. It is directed by Tony Award winner Wayne Salento, uh, who was one of the stars of the original Broadway production, and it's produced in cooperation with Nicole Fossey, Bob's daughter. The full description of the show reads quote, Dancing is Fossey's full throated, full bodied celebration of dancers and dancing, utterly reimagined for the 21st century. This dancing brims with a level of warmth, emotion, and color seldom seen in modern interpretations of Fossey's influential style and features Features some of his most inventive and rarely performed choreography. With New York's hottest cast performing 120 minutes of Waterwall Wall dance, Dancin delivers the quintessential Broadway experience for Fosse fans and first timers alike. You think you've seen dancing, but you've never seen Dancin like this. Uh-huh. So, um, this is exciting. You know, we talked about the fact that, like, I'm not sure what the audience is for this show. It's a very niche thing. It's It's
1: extremely niche.
0: Yeah. But maybe there's a little bit of a residual wave for Fosse, from Fosse Verdon fans. I, I don't know, but, um, we'll see what happens with this. And it's, I I love a good dance show and dance shows have done well on Broadway in the past, whether it's something like, um, uh, moving out, or the 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 Frank Sinatra one we talked about the other day that I couldn't remember the name of then either. Yeah. Um, come fly with me or come <laughs> yeah. fly away. I can't remember because one we'll of them. never the look song. it up. Yeah. No, Well I never thought I would talk about it again. Yeah, but,
1: that's true. But then
0: there's also like, um, Contact was a dance musical yeah. and did really well, and so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I I wanted to do well. I just talked about how much I enjoyed the dancing and choreography and Only Gold, so I like mm-hmm. a good dance show, but. Uh, interested to see what the audience is with this. I-, I I wish it well.
1: Yeah, I do too, and I'm excited to see it when it actually arrives on Broadway. Just because I, you know, I don't have any attachment to it, and you know, I think it would be a rare a rarity for people who do have an attachment to it. I yeah. think this is something that's gonna rely on name recognition more than yes. anything that I've seen in a really long time. Um, so I'm wishing it well, and I hope. I hope it's well advertised, I will have to say, that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it probably will need to be. It probably will need to be. Oh, yeah. They did announce um, some of the cast, not the full cast. Many of the folks that are already announced were part of the California production from earlier this year. Mm -hmm. So we will have a link with all of their names in the show notes. Additional casting will be announced soon. All right, going from a new show that'll be premiering on Broadway, not new show, or a return product, or a new production of a returning show in a New York. We have
1: a new show. Revival. Returning,
0: pro- returning new production show. Yeah. No, not nothing. <laughs> anyway. Um, over on the other side of the pond, The New Yorker has reported that Emma Thompson's stage musical adaptation of the Nanny McPhee books and movie series is scheduled to open in the West End in 2023. Uh, Emma Thompson, of course wrote and starred in the two nanny mcphee films first in 2005 with nanny mcphee and then in 2010 with uh nanny mcphee and the big bang they are based on christiana brand's book series uh called uh, nurse matilda and um not to be confused with matilda the musical it's very confusing which she is also in yeah yeah okay very confusing yeah so Here's what I – this was announced a while ago, like the show, but maybe yes. I forgot or maybe I didn't put two and two together. I didn't realize that Emma Thompson was like not just producing this show. She's writing it. Oh, she yeah. Is co- she is co-writing the book and co-writing the lyrics with with the show's composer, Gary Clark. So – um I guess I'm a little surprised about that. I guess I don't remember that. I remember talking about this show, but not that specific part of that. But, um, I don't think I
1: knew the music part, but I definitely knew as far as the
0: book part goes. Yeah, she's doing the lyrics, not music. She's not writing any of the music. She's co-writing the lyrics. But she did describe the musical as a cross between the Tiger Lilies and Tom Waits, uh, Swordfish trombones, which those are, those are Two references lost on me. So <laughs> you
1: can go listen to some Tom Waits then.
0: Yeah. So, um, but it will be coming to the West End in 2023. No specific dates or theater or anything else was announced for that. But great. I, yeah. Yeah. You know. Awesome. Love it. Love to see it. All right. In um, my neck of the woods in terms of my professional life yesterday, HBO announced that they will be premiering a new documentary called My So-Called High School Rank, which is a documentary about the creation of a musical theater production at Granite Bay High School in Sacramento, California, that's inspired by students' stories of the constant pressures to achieve a top rank in every part of their lives, whether it be um, school or, or community service or sports or whatever, all in the process or all in search of the college admissions process. Ugh. So it'll uh, it'll be on HBO. It'll also stream on HBO Max. It will be coming on Tuesday, November 29th. And um, God, that just sounds...
1: I don't know Horrible. what to do. Yeah, I don't Horrible. know what to do with that. That sounds like not the it's documentary. Get, yeah, N- no, not it the just, documentary. it the, just sounds like process. it's going to give me hideous flashbacks to my time as a high schooler. And oh, I don't know about that one. I've already got I was, whiplash. I think I'm. I think I'm good on the the screen adaptation.
0: I am. uh I was a really bad. I'm not a bad student. I was. I was. An underachieving student, like somebody who just kind of coasted on. Oh, I absolutely coasted. Yeah. Yeah. um, So, like, I never felt these pressures. I feel like that was also part of it. Like, I I graduated high school in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it was different back then. Like, at least it was to me. So, uh, this is this is crazy and bizarre.
1: I. a very specific pressures. Certainly not academically, because it wasn't challenging, and I would usually either skip class or nap in class or not go to school at all. But, yeah, yeah the whole everything else part was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> and th- that's that's what this is going to remind me of, I'm sure. But I, yeah, I, I'm curious at it. I mean,
0: yeah. oof. Yeah. Oof, and, and, But keep in mind, this is not a – about the college admissions process. This is about a theater production constructed by students about that process so it's a little bit different of a a focus but Um, in semi-tangential news it was announced by Second Stage that tickets will go on sale today Friday November 11th for the simulcast performances of the Broadway production of Stephen Adley Gerges' Pulitzer Prize winning play Between Riverside and Crazy. We've already talked about this they're going to stream the final two weeks of the show's run on Broadway from January 31st through February 12th, uh, who, you know, basically for fans who aren't able to attend in person to see the Broadway performance uh, live from their homes. They, of course, previously did this with Clyde's to much fanfare and acclaim. And it was it was wonderful. Yes. Um, So the tickets go on sale uh, today, Friday at noon. Um, I already have my tickets to see it in person next month. So I'm uh, probably going to be doing a double dip, much like I did with Clydes, Double dip. Seeing it on stage and seeing it on screen.
1: I, yeah, I didn't get to see Clyde's, uh, in person. I only got to see the simulcast. So this is, I I love having both options and I'm sure I'll do both options here, but man, I am extremely looking forward to another opportunity where I can just watch theater from my bed. Yeah. You like doing everything from your bed. Ain't that the truth?
0: Yeah. All right, Ashley. <laughs> so on Thursday, you and I got a chance to go to the Museum of Broadway, yeah. which is over on 45th, right across the street from another museum that I've previously gone to called Rise and NY. Yeah. Um, also across from a, a really nice Dwayne Reed, uh, CBS, Walgreens. One or something. of
1: them. Yeah, Wal- yeah Walgreens. Them. I think. Yeah, all of the above. Yeah, I think it's a Walgreens. Yeah, maybe. Um,
0: I did not we talked about this when we before we walked in. Like we weren't sure if this was gonna be like a touristy museum or like yeah. a museum museum. I think it kind of split it, the difference. Totally. I went in a into, good way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I went to went into it expecting that it was going to be really heavy on like the named properties that we Like you we were gonna have exhibits for Hamilton, which we did. Um and, you know, Wicked and Lion King and stuff like that, and really nothing really deeper than that. But I was very pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah. So how it works is, is you walk in, and I believe you you start in this very nice gift shop, obviously better than yeah. any, any other gift shop Oof. on Broadway And it comes to actual theater-related stuff, better than the stuff in Schubert Alley um, or next to the St. James. So this was much better. I bought a few things. Um, so then um, you go... Through, I guess, like a multi-floor, mini-room thing. It starts with a video yeah. narrated by SiriusXM's Julie James and kind of gives you a brief history on the creation of Broadway as the theater of the New York uh, or the, of the, yeah, the center of the, uh, New York theater community. And, and then you start at the beginning. You start with the Ziegfeld Follies. Yeah, literally. Go, go through, um, as we talked about, they have a whole corner on blackface, basically, because they talk about minstrel shows, mm-hmm. you know, in the very first room. Then you go from there into Showboat, into, into Rogers and Hammerstein and kind of walk through these very considered and elegant, um, rooms that, take you through all of the different phases of the musical theater history. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I thought was really nice is they have a mix of like guided tour stuff where you can like get the app and they have some tablets on the wall that you can watch and, and listen things. And yeah, they have QR some...
1: codes you can scan, all yeah. kinds of
0: things. But they also have like art installations which, yeah. that were inspired by that The the one for Showboat was really nice because everything mm-hmm. other than, I believe, an original costume from the show is created from pages of the original yes. script or source material and it it kind of forms this tree and as they said, like... It, it, part of the explanation for it was like to say that like this art form that we love, the musical theater, it's really less than a century old. It's like ninety five years ago yeah. is when Showboat debuted. So it was really beautiful. They had some wonderful things, some great interactive things, um, which you may or may not have gotten video of me interacting oh, with. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Let's <laughs> just say birthday. that. One of the producers or one of the people who is the the co-founder of the Museum of Broadway was one of the producers on Company. So there is actual set pieces and costumes from Company there. Yeah. And I might have decided to pull an Alice in Wonderland. I might have decided to go through the ever-shrinking doors and Ashley might have gotten some video uh, It's
1: pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah.
0: Um, Do you want to talk about your favorite room?
1: Oh, I mean, I was completely taken aback by the fact that there was a producer's exhibit. So. Well, there was that. that I was thinking was you were going to go with,
0: with SGS. Well, of or course. SJS. But SJS
1: yeah. please. How dare you? Yeah. yeah, as you were stumped trying to figure out anagrams, that was pretty fun, too. What?
0: There was one. I forgot about <laughs> Anyone Can Whistle, okay? How dare you?
1: Upsetting in itself.
0: Everybody forgot about Anyone Can
1: Whistle. How very dare you? Uh, loved that. And they had, yeah, the Sondheim tribute, um, which also included, you know, talking about his love for puzzles and crosswords and things like that. Um you talked about the company exhibit, which I thought was great. And you have a lot of set – both set pieces and props from that throughout the museum. Um, mm-hmm. They have some later on, which, you know, we'll talk about more in depth in a second. But the museum also kind of breaks down the behind-the-scenes process. And as you go deeper yeah. into that, there's more pieces from company. There's more pieces from other Sondheim shows. And then, like I said, they had a very surprise, not listed on my, uh, press preview sheet, uh, exhibit for the producers, which I was just absolutely delighted to see with all 12 Tonys in the room and sketches for Little Old Ladyland and things like that. So that absolutely made my day with the 716 producers, Max Bialystock door and everything
0: yeah it had the door. it had the office. It was very cool. um one of the things that I think is important to mention is as you said at the end, after you kind of go through the history of like the mm-hmm. productions of Broadway, you get in this really fascinating set of rooms that takes you behind the scenes and basically talks about each stage, yeah all the behind and the scenes creative processes. department yeah behind the process You're um, like lighting
1: get- the stage managing everything
0: costume yeah. yeah. They even have a little nook, which I, I don't think you went to because there were people still, it isn't open yet. So there were still people right. working while we were going then. I went into like the writer creative room, which is behind like this. Tech oh no, I missed that. Yeah, I went back there. Um, so that was very cool. Of course they
1: throw the writers in the back. Yeah.
0: Well, yes, that's true. Yeah. As they deserve. Where we belong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was very cool. And I, you said there was something else you wanted to talk about. Um, later down the line. What was that?
1: Oh, no, that's what I meant as far as the, uh, yeah, breaking down behind the scenes and having all these different creative parts, which I was really surprised by. I expect it to be really, you know, on the stage history of theater kind of museum and maybe not even as in depth as it was. And then you get to this level that's you know, seeing everything that goes on behind the scenes. I think that was really cool and very important, especially as you're looking at it as a museum where both theater fans generally and tourists who may not be very familiar with the theater process are going to go to this museum and get the full explanation and full understanding of what theater looks like.
0: Yeah, there's a number of really cool, like I said, art installations in there. And these people, Mm -hmm. these are like from like designers like Derek McLean and David Rockwell and David Corins like doing these yeah. installations. And it's very cool. The we came out of all of those things. The very last thing that you um go into before you get get dropped back out into the gift shop, which is a very Disney way to do things. So I am very familiar with yeah. that. <laughs> um is an entire exhibit on Al Hirschfeld. So it's Mm -hmm. their very first special exhibit. It's the American Theater as seen by Hirschfeld. There were um, a lot of original sketches from Hirschfeld. uh, Everything from Cabaret and Hair, Phantom of the Opera, Lion King, um, Fiddler, Sunday in the Park with George. And they actually have prints, just little paper prints of sketches you can take with you so i took as, as i'm looking at to oh, I don't have them over here uh,
1: I got I, hella dolly i got dolly for godot and, and something else i can't remember the third one i feel oh, sunset. like sunset yeah, yeah
0: i got this i grabbed the sunset and the dolly i grabbed all um, three. Oh yeah i i missed the, the 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 godot one but um it's very cool i it, look this is something that is not going to be necessarily i think mm-hmm. super interesting to like kids. I don't think this is a kids museum. No, absolutely
1: this is for, not.
0: Yeah, for like teenagers and adults who really, really love the history of musical theater and can appreciate that. And I think they did a really great job of having different music in each room, so like it really got you into the vibe of each uh, of each room, and uh, without really- it
1: being chaotic or cacophonous yes, in any way, which I really, as someone who is very easily sensory overloaded, was delighted by. Because as soon as I well, I can't remember the first thing that we hit. As soon as the music was playing in there, I'm like, uh oh, we're gonna we're gonna have some weird overlap when the public gets in, and this is a bit more crowded because it certainly wasn't crowded today. It's only no. small groups of press at a time, but loved it.
0: Yeah, I I was very impressed. Um, I think this is something where if you really went through and read all of the materials that they have for each room, you could be in there for a couple hours just kind of laughing it all up. And I don't think you would miss it because they've got everything from like – the original jacket that Tony wore in West Side Story mm-hmm. to costumes f- um and puppets from The Lion King and Follies so many costumes, different things. All these yeah. costumes, yeah, like Zig stuff. It's 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 very all encompassing a- a- and Wigs. they did a really good job. Do- Property Patty
1: I yeah, stole you, that.
0: You took a picture of the uh th- the blonde a- Davito wig. That yeah, was very of good. Of course. Um, and just really not equity it- <laughs> wig. <laughs> yeah,
1: not equity wig. Like- and just like a lot of yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I would say things you wouldn't expect. I, I would say um, in the rent exhibit, especially, mm-hmm. where they had, like, audience
0: response oh
1: cards and things like that.
0: Uh, which, audience response cards from the New York Theater Workshop yeah. workshop yeah, presentation, yeah. not the actual subscri- full production.
1: Yeah, from paid s- subscribers being asked what they liked, what they didn't like, if they would be interested if it was fully produced. And the one that they had just said no. <laughs> yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. How dare.
0: What an idiot. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that this comes with our highest nerd theater person recommendation. Totally. Uh, head over to forty fifth and check out the Museum of Broadway. It's not cheap. It's not expensive, but it's not cheap.
1: No, I think it's a twenty-five for staggered entry tickets and thirty-five for, you know, choose whenever you want to go tickets. I think okay. that was what it was. Which isn't okay. which isn't bad. I, I think one of them was forty five dollars too, but I don't know what that one was. it on on par for other museums in the city but it, it's still an expense let's be realistic
0: yes. yeah it's not cheap it's not yeah. you know free um but it's it's a it's a pretty nice space so it, would, mm-hmm. uh, it comes with a recommendation all right that's all that we have for today thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broadway Reading. you can find me on twitter and instagram at BWW matt ashley where can people find you
1: you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley
0: by the time you hear this, depending on if you're in the regular feeder and Patreon, Kimberly Akimbo will have officially opened Thank on God. Broadway. I am going to be in Brooklyn seeing a show on Riot Thursday night, cards. so I will not be in Brooklyn. It is a rare occurrence. I to Brooklyn very often. Um, so I'm not going to be able to hit, to, to hit a review recap episode, so we will have those on Sunday's episode, but here's, here's some spoilers. Yeah. The reviews are going to be good. Yeah. The, it's uh, going to be a critic's pick. I it's haven't, be, haven't
1: seen it on Broadway yet, so this isn't no. spoiling anything, but did see it off Broadway, and it's Same. awesome, and yeah. go see it.
0: Yeah, it's going to get good reviews. Yeah. All right, everybody, that's all that we have. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you on Monday.